Tristan Whitner. That's new sound. And everybody's super been looking forward to DC Pride book. And I, yeah, nobody. Um, oh, there's a lot to say about this. I thought it was going to be worse. I will say that. It wasn't as bad initially, but there is a lot of weird, like, things added in. It really, like, everyone knows that's been at my channel for any length of time that I really like the new non-binary speedster, right? And I really thought he was a great character. I loved him with Andy Curry. I thought he was so cool. Oh, just wait till we get to his story. Please, just wait. Till we get to his story. We're going to talk about this. I'm going to review it in its entirety. But I will fly through it because I don't want to bore you. It took me nearly two hours to read this. Because I just kept. I was reading it on my computer. And I just kept looking back at my phone. Like is there anything I can do instead? Hey did any news pop out? Hey no. No nothing at all. So we're going to take a look at DC Pride. Um, It starts off. With a, um, it, it, this is just all the stories and there's a forward, right? And some super cute art. Um, I, I really, I actually like the way that they made Aqualad look here, right? Jackson, um, it, it's much better than towards the end. And, and you'll see, oh, uh, when we get two things I want to say before I even get into the first story, which is by James Tinian and it's, um, probably the best or close to the best there's one other story that i actually really liked but i want to preface it this entire thing by saying as of today they officially made the green lantern far sector she's been new she hit issue number 12 and i think that's the end um i i only skimmed through it so far but they officially made her a lesbian which i actually didn't see coming i did not because it took 12 issues to get there i thought you know no okay all right well there's that and um i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about all this stuff i have a big rant video coming but um they also bring in justice league queer if you remember in round robin we talked about all the different things there was a bunch of people upset that they were queer baiting or whatever um they bring in justice league queer here at the end and it's ridiculous tell me when you think of justice league you think of five to six seven members at the most there's like 24 you'll see you'll see so this story is about kate kane i love the way they did the art because it's very simplistic and it worked really well for the story but we see Alice um, and, and her growing up. They talk about, you know, uh, when they thought uh, Elizabeth had died and or Beth and um, her going through her life, being sad, being alone, feeling different than the other girls did in high school when it came to boys being upset because of it, realizing that she liked girls. And then Alice coming back or Beth coming back as Alice and the Mad Hatter coming back. And it's this weird, like, Kate Kane talks her down, or talks Jervis down, uh, Mad Hatter, it's saying it's scary not fitting in, isn't it? And it's all, it's a cute message. I'm not saying that at all. But um, it, it's basically, you know, the world makes you conform to what the world wants you to be. You have to live by their rules. But eventually, you might be on the wrong side of the looking glass, which is what they use for her and Beth. And, and you might find yourself looking in at them and realizing you were not like them. And, and I like the, the message in this. It, it can be actually 
translated anyway. It could be because, you know, um, you, you have a speech impediment. It could be because of your race or your gender or your sexuality, or it could simply be because you don't know how to talk in public and you, you want to take it and realize that you don't fit in. So I did like that message. So we get Alice and them back together. Now, I love the remake. Um, uh, uh, of, oh my God, what's his name? <laughs> uh, stra- I-, I talked about him just recently, Estranio, however you say it. I love how he looks so much better than uh, originally, right? He originally was a satire or a parody of a gay person. And now he he looks just like, you know, um, oh, what do they call him? Uh, silver something. He, I like him. He looks great. So John Constantine shows up and it's kind of like just, you know, storytelling and, um, uh, Estranio. What am I? I'm losing it. Uh, Georgia de la Vega. That Giorgio. I love that name. Like that's somebody that's clearly rich, right? Georgia de la Vega. Nice to meet you. Like they clearly have money. Okay. Anyways. So, I love the art in this one. It's really good. The The colors are very mute, which I think is a little bit to its detriment. But I love the way that they um, uh, did the contouring and everything. I, I, I was really impressed with the art. So they tell a story about Midnighter and Estrella, Estranio out and about. Basically, now, before I did this video, another reason why it took me so long is because I went through... And I fact-checked a lot of this. And I also had to look up a bunch of weird words that I am clearly too old. Like, you know when you're too old and you don't know what young kids are saying? Yeah, that was me today. So I had to look this up. And it's about um, uh, Patrullus. So, yeah, Achilles. That they, this person wants to go back and rewrite history that they weren't lovers but cousins. Now, I've looked this up. I've looked up multiple versions of the stories and um homer basically you know never said that they were lovers so what they're doing here is writing a narrative that they personally want changed into the book because no it's not fascist to say that they were not lovers it's rewriting history to assume that they were more than just friends and it is projection and that's what you're doing. So stop straight washing our past. Stop queer washing it. Because all the evidence points to the contrary of what you're saying. Now, there could be irrefutable evidence out there that I haven't seen. But going through the stuff from Homer, go, going through article after article, I probably looked at four. I would say I know that's not a lot, but I want to, uh, I'll be honest here. I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but I did want to make sure I had it. So they they come across him, uh, and he's doing some ritual to get rid of the fact that Achilles was queer. So the whole basis of this story is based on historical inaccuracies. Okay. All right. Um, And then they're like, uh, history is written by the victors. Okay. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Not even a little bit. Um. So they basically beat him, right? Um, and he's telling, Estranio is telling this story. Um, you poison me. <laughs> you poison my spells. Okay. He says, don't bite. He's like, don't tease me. I love Midnighter. Um, I believe this is Steve Orlando. This, this story was pretty good, but there was some weirdness in it. Um, 
And they go through the story, right? They get him. Oh, my God. They get him. Now, this lad, they're going to tell another story. Now, he's going to um, go into the story and, of course, not finish it. But it's like, um, hey, I'm. he goes, hey, I'm married. That's okay. <laughs> but he's all but a werewolf. Well, invite him in. All right. Well, there's some dirtiness going on here in a little bit. Yep. Steve Orlando. And, and we're they're going to have a little fun tonight. Okay. But regardless, history is written by the victors, but there is no evidence to shape your narrative. And I, I, I like this story. I just wish it was, um, a little more clear with the inaccuracies that it has. And, and Steve Orlando, I like. So I don't know. I, I, I was a little disappointed that he's trying to push his personal beliefs, which is, you know what? It's so today, right? I love this picture. Love this picture. So good. So sweet. And I love them anyway. So, um, and, and they added her in here. Like I said, she did come out today. So this story is about the question. It's by Vita Ela. Again, another decent story. There really wasn't a lot in this. Um, you, you've got a defense attorney that was kidnapped and Renee is going to go find her, right? And she is going to basically find out that this defense attorney is a badass and beat up all three of these men and even managed to hang one up here. That, that takes some serious skill there. So, um, they go back. She ends up winning an election. Uh, she meets her at a bar. They go back. They have a kiss. It was just the beginning. Okay. This story is by Mariko Tamaki. And I think it's a shame that Stephanie Phillips didn't write this because it's terrible. Like it's okay. And the art, is so bad. Uh, I'll show you. What is this? What is this? What is this? You remember that girl that went on TV? Um, if you're older, maybe you will. That would pop her eyes out of her socket. Harley Quinn just became her. Just became her. Oh my God. So basically the whole premise of this story is, um, saying that Poison Ivy wants more. She wants an answer to what their relationship is. And Harley just keeps calling it, you know, we're a benevolent bond, a tactical agreement, talking about their past. See, look at this. Okay. All right. All right. Sure. Uh, it's an anthology. I don't know that I could expect much better, but um, she's like, this isn't a game. And she's crying, crying, right? Call it what it is. And she's like, your heart is the most important I can't believe that this is really what we're reading here, but I have to read it to you out loud because this is reality right here, okay? This is Harley Quinn saying this about relationships. Sometimes I have a hard time with the word relationship because relationships can be instruments of oppression and I never want to oppress you. Very rarely are, well, sometimes, but very rarely are relationships instruments of oppression. The times that they are those indeed instruments are when you are in a, an abusive relationship. Using the word relationship is not oppressive in a positive sense. And this is pride, oppressive relationships. And then I, I had to look up this way. What did I tell you? A total U-Haul. I had to look that up. I had to look that up. A U-Haul apparently means two lesbians that fall in love fast and move in together. Like, 
I really want to start making up words now that I see these. Like we can say FedEx. Oh, they're a total FedEx. They're fed up with their ex or they're a mailman. Like he just walks around and does everybody. Okay. All right. All right. So we have, um, this is by Sam Johns. Um, and it is uh, about Obsidian, you know, meeting up with his father, who is uh, uh, Alan Scott, who has recently, uh, he was gay on Earth 2. And then after the crisis, he is now officially gay. I wish the, uh, the best way to actually fix this would have been just to make him bisexual. It would have worked perfectly. He goes about his story about Jimmy Hatton, who he loved. Um, and, and this is a little bit of a longer one. It's, it's good. It's decent, right? Um, and he tells him who Jimmy was, how he felt alone, how this bar, um, back, what, in the thirties or forties was a place where you could be, go and be safe. Uh, he's like, I don't want to get too political. And he's like, getting political. Do you mean existing? And, and that statement I almost agree with. I don't think that. Um, being gay should be a political tool. I think it should just be you exist, right? But unfortunately, there are a lot out there that make it a political tool. And I'm talking specifically about on both sides and mainly, mainly corporations that make books like this, that use it as a way to sell products. And I bought a product. So anyways, um, he basically like, I don't know, had got into his Instagram. Okay. All right. Um, and, and talks about the way they came out and, and he's like, they're gonna, you know, he wasn't that around all that much. Why don't we just start with a hug? Okay. All right. Got it. I actually really like this picture of Constantine too. A real callback to Tana. Um, I really like it. So, um, we're getting some older heroes here. Uh, and I, I had to look up, I thought this was Ice Maiden at first. It looks, she looks great though. Um, I had to look up who they were. I, I was confused. Well, I figured it out, but even so, like, I was like, who, why are they? Okay. This story is the one that was like, why? So we've got non-binary Flash again, who I absolutely loved. I want to be clear going into this part of the video. I absolutely loved his personality. And the way he was within future state. Okay. Clear here. Um, and, and, and I love him with Andy Curry. She's adorable. She, she's fun. He tries to help out. There's all these silly little jokes about, um, you know, flashes being late, which is typical or getting there on time or not. And then he goes and does like a, I love it. He does like a signing, right? Autographs for little kids. It's cute. And then we get to what should the Flash wear? And he's non-binary. Uh, they're non-binary. I apologize. Clothes, makeup, gift. Clothes, makeup, gift. Clothes, makeup. Okay. All right. Um, I don't. I, now there's a new Mirror Master. Okay. Well, sort of Mirror Master. And um, they stole the gun. That was what he was trying to help with in the beginning. And she's like, if you like a good outfit, take a look at mine. All right whatever you say. Um, and actually her name is like reflex. Yeah. Uh, but he gets his own mirror master. I guess that's pretty cool. But then, um, after, you know, they defeat mirror mat or reflex, I'm trying to be respectful of pronouns. So if I sound like I'm struggling to talk, I keep trying to 
get it correct in my head because I want to be better about it. But I have a problem with saying he, like most normal human beings, but I'm trying to be respectful. So um, they uh, take off, right? And they are afraid that they're going to be late. Get they get dressed right. Um, they've got a. They, she's got her dress on. She's waiting. They finally decided on their outfit, uh, and they put a bunch of makeup on them. I don't understand. Like, maybe someone can explain it to me in the comment section, but they're non-binary. Clearly born male wearing skirts and makeup. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. I am going to pretend like I never read this. I'm going to pretend like that. It's the only way to salvage the character. But okay. Get some makeup on, boys. Because we're going to the next one. This one is... um, This one's cringy, yes. um, But in a different way. So Pied Piper is having his own little new character here. And this is by Cena Grace, and I don't care for a lot of what Cena Grace does. Some of it is okay, but Cena Grace has never, ever been somebody that I seek out to purchase. So, basically what is going on, I love the way that Pied Piper is drawn, though. I think it's really well done. So, another word I had to look up, and I can't let you just steal other people, or here it is, then open wallets than goat yoga for the bogue. That's kids speak for Borgiaguese. That's what it says in the editorial. I had to look up what Borgiaguese mean. Apparently it means middle class. So open wallets than goat yoga for the middle class. What does that even mean? Like do Goat could mean like greatest of all time, right? So you're going to be the greatest of all time at yoga for the middle class. Tell me why this makes no sense. This is a fucking comic book. Speak English. Jesus Christ, are you? Cena, I know you know better than this. I know you are better than this. I've read your work. This is sad. So anyways, he's going to do it for his uh, community that he specifically cause a gayberhood not a neighborhood he lives in a gayberhood and um the people are go funding uh, each other so much the landlord raised the rent because he doesn't like gay people that's what you're supposed to think so uh unfortunately that stuff happens and it's legal and it's crappy but it's legal and that's what sucks. Move. Create a new neighborhood. Create a new Borgiaguese at the goat yoga. I or something. It sucks. But there's not a lot you can do about it. What you shouldn't be doing, Pied Piper, is other than saying that, you know, Pied Piper steals from the rich and gives to the poor. This man threatens him and basically um says here here's here's a here's a check I'm buying these you have, you can't do anything about it and I and I get the sentiment I do but what he does what Pied Piper does is illegal in this story and what the landlord does is legal even if it is so wrong 
It just, um, I don't know. Uh, I like, I, I thought it was okay, but I felt like it was really probably one of the worst Cena Grace stories I've ever read. And the way that they talk isn't, I've never heard people talk this way before. I, I, I just, I haven't. My entire high school, um, career, I, I, I literally, or I guess it's not a career, but you know what I mean? Um, the only people I hung out, I hung out with two, two, two girls, three girls at the most. And my best friends were always gay men. I, I get it was a while ago, but I never, ever <laughs> heard half of these words. So this is a dreamer story. I don't know anything about the Supergirl show besides it is ending. And um, it's actually written by the woman that plays dreamer. And the art in this is absolutely fantastic. There's nothing in here that is um, yeah, cringy. I guess is the best way. Like, look at that. That's beautiful. There's nothing in here that's bad. She goes and beats him up. And then she goes on a date with her boyfriend, uh, which is Brainiac 5, I think. Um, here, let's get She just talks about, you know, freedom is priceless. Freedom to be yourself. Freedom to love. The freedom to have peace of mind. I am Dreamer. And, and when Doom approaches, I like it. Uh, I had a problem. <laughs> she take. I didn't even realize that the first time. She's got him not knocked out, and he's sleeping next to him. I thought it was a cute little like romantical story. I I didn't have a problem with this at all. There wasn't really anything cringy in it, and I thought that the lady that plays Nicole did a. Or I'm sorry, Dreamer. Her name's Nicole. Did a great job on this. So bravo, perfect, absolutely perfect. So, um, oh boy, ah. We're just going to stint. No, no, no. We'll move on. Okay. So there is a bunch of variants. This is the last story. And this is where we're going to get the introduction of Justice League Queer. Now we're seeing Jackson Hyde, who looks extremely badass 90% of the time. This is that 10% where they make him look like a girl. So they're at a pride parade. Um, it seems like Raven set them up. Uh, he's not wearing pants. Okay. I guess he's wearing like little shorts, but okay. Um, this is done by Andrew Wheeler. I don't know who that is, but bravo on the art, even though you made everybody look, see what I mean about like, I think he's wearing makeup. I guess that's probably it, but look, it, it looks very effeminate and that's not how I've ever really, I normally see Jackson Hyde portrayed, right? So, um, they talk about, you know, getting to know each other. It's starting to rain. Um, everybody's kind of freaking out and starting to, um, get enraged and they're not sure why, you know, everyone's saying things. He's also practicing magic with Estranio. Um, people are like, this whole year's curse. Nothing's good. Ba, ba, ba. Um, he's wearing a fanny pack. I want everyone to look at the screen right now. Just do it, please. He's wearing a fanny pack. I, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm old or something, but he's right. Okay. Um, everybody's getting anxious, right? And we see a, a, a really well drawn Eclipso show up, and he's like, you know, God loves you. I do not. Boom, boom, boom. I can't wait for Eclipso to show up and um, both Black Adam, but more, more, more Stargirl. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so, anyways, um, Eclipso, he runs away like a little fucking bitch. His date runs away and ditches him for the time being, right? He says, I can do this by myself. I've always had to do this by myself. It's, that's a dick, right? Um, so he takes on Eclipso, who looks awesome. Like, 
Uh, I-, I love the way they drew Eclipso. But again, see what I mean with that very like effeminate viewing of, of Jackson? I think it's unfortunate. So um, uh, he-, he takes him on and then we get, oh my God, I'm by myself. I can do this. I can do this. And it's really cool. Yeah. Until Justice League Queer shows up. So had Justice League Queer run red one round robin say that three times fast this is the team we would have had we would have had wink and airy great addition to the team natalie great addition to the team uh estranio who again you saw how he looked in the beginning of this video again drawn very effeminate i don't know who this is I honestly don't. I guess I should have looked it up first. So we got Bunker, Batwoman, uh, uh, Midnighter, and Apollo. Again, I don't know who that is. So uh, Werewolf Boy. <laughs> what the? I don't know who that is, Crush. Um, it, it And it's hard to see the ones in the background. So the it would have been a team of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 people in Justice League. In a just, that's a massive number. Like it really is, but they didn't want to like leave people out. I, I, I don't know. Um, so they, they, of course, they take a clip. So down and it works. You see Crush, who has, if you've seen my Crush video last week, who has her, um, her change. What? Okay. All right. Apparently the chains are sentient. They should be with her all the time. And now they're gone. And, um, you see Wink and Ari in action. I, I, I like it. Um, they do a good job. They get rid of them. Right. And then we get basically the guy that literally ditched him who has a unibrow and a fanny pack. He has a unibrow and a fanny pack. Jackson Hyde, 90% of the time you are portrayed as a very good looking man. Why are you dating a man that has 17 ear piercings, a unibrow and a fanny pack? I just, I can't, I can't even. So, um, uh, oh, that's Estranio's husband. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically we get the end little monologue here. This is what we're fighting for. The right to be in the world, visible and unafraid. There are going to be bad days and we'll lead the fight for everyone that follows us. We're also following the people who fought for us and we owe them to uh, make the most out of days like this, that we're not just sharing this fight. We're showing our pride and that's it. And it's a cute little ending except for, the unibrow and the fanny pack. I, I don't know why I hate it. I'm sorry. I do. But um, I, I'm hoping that seeing Natalie and stuff like that back is going to... Uh, who, the, who is this? Is this lightning? I, I don't know. Um, Is going to show us that uh, maybe, maybe we'll get her character development in the next couple seasons of <laughs> Superman and Lois. That would be awesome, right? So uh, I, I, it was okay. It was cringy. There definitely was some cringe there. And, and I actually um, would not even say to recommend that. I, I, unless you're interested in fluff, because this is all fluff. The last anthology that I went over was not fluff. It had canonical stories in here. There is no, con- uh, at least from, like, you You got a belly. You've got a belly. Why are you wearing that outfit? Why? I got to get out of this story. I got to. Okay. We're just going to look at some Harley and Ivy because they're adorable. Um, It's not a recommend at all, but 
it gave mm, it gave a few voices that we don't normally hear from um their voice back so i have respect for that a lot of the messages were really good um and there was minimal cringe so you know all in all it was a lot better than i expected but far from perfect far from perfect so anyways let me know of course what you guys think i will see you in the next one Bye bye